And I'm not ready to jump off the bandwagon of Green Bay being, if not the best team in the, in the NFC, one of the best teams in the NFC still. I get this was a crappy showing, but Green Bay still has weapons. They're still, you know, that's they're so creative offensively. I, I understand why, you know, you would call for Mike Pettin's head after today because the Buccaneers offense put up 19 against Chicago 10 days ago or nine days ago. And now they're putting up 38 on a, on a defense we thought was so good. And I keep I keep referencing last season, right? We look at last season. The Packers had bad losses. Matt LaFleur has lost four games in the regular season as the Packers head coach. Three of them have been by at least 15 points, three of the four. I mean, take it for, take it for what it's worth. When Matt LaFleur loses, he loses big. We're going to Cali now. Eswell is with us. Eswell, what's up, brother? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, what's your thoughts on um, Mike Pitten and his uh, system so far, man? What do you think about him being kind of laying off 15 yards, especially like on dirt, third down in the red zone, kind of, you know, giving up yeah. five yards, 10 yards? Perfect timing, Eswell. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about Mike Pettin a little bit, so let me dive into it full-fledged. Uh, great transition. It's like I almost had this guy set up. <laughs> Look, w- w- we saw it all over Twitter. They were throwing three-man rushes at Tom Brady. Tom Brady is debatably one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league when it comes to pressure because he's over 40 years old. He's not mobile anymore. And Mike Pettin's deciding to throw three-man rushes at him when you've got Kenny Clark back healthy. You're looking to rebound Preston Smith from a really tough start to the season. You obviously want to keep the momentum going for a guy like Zadarius and Rashawn Gary's back in the mix this week, too. So when you're throwing only three-man rushes at Tom Brady, you're asking to get burnt. And with a guy like Kevin King out in that defensive backfield, Josh Jackson filling in his absence was not pretty at all. Mike Pettin, you can call for his head all you want. I don't. I think you just look stupid then because it's been one bad game. But I keep referencing last year, and I'm glad Aswell brought up Mike Pettin because I remember last year the Packers started the season 3-0, and and they were looking really, really good through three games, right? They beat the Bears on the road to open the season. Then they beat Minnesota at home, and then they beat Denver at home. And they looked really good defensively, only allowing a total of 35 points through three weeks last year. And the commentary last season was, are the Packers a top 10 defense finally? New head coach, D coordinator in his second year. Are the Packers a a top 10 defense now? And we started to have those conversations again, didn't we, through four weeks as the Packers were 4-0. We started having those conversations of, huh, the pass rush looks improved. Kevin King and Jair look great in the defensive backfield. The linebackers are stepping up. You thought this defense finally looked competent enough to help Aaron Rodgers on a bad day. And when Aaron Rodgers has a really bad day, that defense that we all put so much stock into allows 38 points against Tom Brady, who's over 40 years old again. Take it for what it's worth, man. This is this is not a good defense, especially without Kevin King. It's not pretty. Uh, I, there's really no good to t- take away from this game. And I know Kyle, like the optimist he is, producer Kyle, came on at the top of the show and said, we have to look at some of the good in this. I don't know what good there is to look at. 